A question for all you entrepreneurs out there. Is it better to work more and sleep less? Well, a study from the Harvard Business Review shows that it examines 101 practicing entrepreneurs over a two-week period. They checked in with these entrepreneurs twice each day, one each morning to ask about the previous night's sleep, and again in the afternoon to ask them to rate a new venture idea. When the participants slept less, they made mistakes evaluating non-obvious business ideas. So it was observed that exhaustion hampers an entrepreneur's ability to evaluate less obvious qualities associated with an idea. So we're going to learn more about this in our interview with strategic coach Monica Todd with our sleep spotlight shining on the United Kingdom. Our wonderful guest with us, Monica Todd. A little bit about her, she's born in Poland, but has been in the United Kingdom for 18 years. After a decade of working for big corporations, she decided to embark on to an entrepreneurial journey. And right now she's working as a marketing mentor to aspiring entrepreneurs, helping them to turn ideas into profitable online business using smart social media strategies. Monica, I'm sure there's so many out there who's going to be needing your services, especially there's going to be such a big boom anticipated for online businesses in the future, in the very near future. Monica, you have such a wonderful sounding job. Can you tell us what is your favorite part about being a strategic intervention coach? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, Mel. Um, it's, it's such a pleasure to be here around the world, as you say. Um, interesting thing with actually being strategic intervention coach, this is a part um, of the qualification I did within um, Tony Robbins Academy. And I did it not necessarily to actually um, act purely as a coach, but I knew I needed something that will help me to understand human psychology. And who's better to learn from about human psychology than Tony Robbins? Um, and that is hence the reason I embarked that certification. And I didn't do it even for the paper, just about understanding that human psychology and what I love about it, because I work with so many different clients, even though I work with marketing, social media, productivity, and everything that goes with it, there is so many limiting beliefs that pops up. And understanding the human psychology and the tactics and tools that I can use from being a strategic intervention coach help me overcome those limiting beliefs. Most of the time, because I mainly work with women, uh, those are around money mindset. So having that insight about how I can help them overcome those limiting beliefs about money, what they're worth, how they can actually charge for their services more, um, it helped me. And this is the beauty, that is the beauty of being a strategic intervention coach is getting through those blocks that uh, my customers overcome, even though I don't necessarily say about when we talk about my program that I help them do that because they don't realize they will need that at that stage. 
That's so intriguing because nowadays, definitely, we're very well versed on how to promote ourselves or to do online marketing, digital marketing with our businesses. But definitely, there can be a very uh, psychological part of it, wherein if you are having these money blockages, even if you we're well aware of how to do your online promotion. It will be such a big block. And speaking of that, a lot of people find themselves unstuck, Monica. This is actually a very big challenge, especially if it is rooted in their childhood. Maybe their past experiences have caused these certain money blocks or whatever other obstacles to make them feel stuck in their business. It's but natural. So how do you help them, Monica, when they experience these kind of difficulties? So here I would use some of the tools from my arsenal of tools, which um, every client is a, is a little bit different. So obviously I need to tailor it to them, but it's as simple as asking the right question. Being a coach is about asking the right question. When I call, talk about marketing, it's more about mentoring. Being a coach is about getting the best out of them and guiding them on the right path. And through asking the right question, they actually come to that realization that, oh my God, I didn't know that this is a block because often it is way deeper, way deeper, way deeper. Is If I ask one question, it's always, okay, but why is that? Why do you feel like that? And it's like, okay, getting deeper and the same questions and getting deeper. And it's amazing how there is this aha moment in their face. It's like, oh my God, I didn't, yes, this happened. I didn't expect that this is the thing that still holds me back. And that is often the thing. And as much as a lot of the time we don't want to use forgiveness, we don't want to forgive someone who made our life miserable. Forgiveness is the biggest thing that actually help us move forward so using those tools help me just get them through that part and questions, questions, questions. And in the end, it, it's them actually who actually get onto that path of understanding. Aha, uh -huh, okay, I get it now. That is definitely helpful. And for sure, a lot of entrepreneurs may be losing a lot of sleep because of having maybe not being able to give them forgive themselves or to forgive others. So maybe some inner resentment that they're not even aware of, but for sure, extracting that from them and asking these questions must definitely require a lot of patience and for sure, not an easy task. So what made you want to embark on this career path? It's truly interesting, but definitely requires a lot of patience from you. It does, definitely. I think my kids taught me the patience, <laughs> if I have to be honest, but it is, it is actually I don't think anyone is born entrepreneur. I think it's just a skill that we, uh, at some point throughout the childhood, somewhere the seed has been planted. And I think for me, that seed has been planted because I grew up in a small village. I grew up not having much and my parents always struggled. And I've watched from one to, to another that it just was difficult. And I knew, and then watching the movies on the TV and the life that is possible, I planted a seed in my head at the age of being probably five, six, seven, that I want a better life. But as with life, we do what we kind of what the path is. So you go to school, you go to uni, you get the job. And uh, that was kind of my path. And I thought that is that's how it's meant to be. That's you work until you retire. And but actually 
there there's been a thing inside of me that I wanted that freedom I've got a travel bug in me and I wanted the freedom to be able to also travel I think that it started with having a freedom freedom of working wherever I want with whom I want and decide on my path on how do I want to do it so it started from sort of more like individual my kind of my family me what life I want for me and my family but as I started doing it I was like oh my god this is just incredible then I got into mindset then I go to human psychology then okay so how to get because I'm a I'm a bit of a practical Virgo as well so I do like practical steps this is possible this is possible and as I started to work with the clients obviously that purpose kind of opens up it's like this is what I want to do. This is what I want to show others what's possible. I did it. Anyone else can do it. Um, but it's just getting through that. So started with my own freedom wishes that I wanted. But obviously, it's, it's now also about the bigger purpose, bigger, much bigger vision for the future. That is so inspiring. And uh, it's amazing that you came from a small town. From that, you're able to have this growth mindset. Can I ask you, is it because your desire for freedom, your great desire to achieve all your goals, is that what made you pivot? Is that what made you rise above that feeling of how you grew up with where most likely you had a lot of people around you who are having money blocks? What was the big help, can you say, that helped you overcome that yourself? You know what? I think it was hitting the moment. Sometimes we need to hit the moment in our life when almost we hit that rock bottom and that we need to bounce back. And I thought because of where I grew up and I, when I actually came to UK, I worked for a big corporation. From the outside, everyone was just oh my God, you've got an amazing job. You've got such an, um, you know, you've got a team, you've got company benefits and car and everything. And everything looked perfect from everyone from the outside. Inside, I was stressed to the bone because there was so much pressure on me. Um, but I didn't want to show it up. So I was, no one else did it, it was me. And I think it's um, it's when my first girl was born. I re- I um, I kind of like looking at this little face, and I was just like, oh my god! I just I didn't expect that. Um, I thought I'll have a baby, and I'm very ambitious. I'll go back to work. She'll go to nursery. It will be all as it was. Oh God, she changed my life upside down in a very positive way. I think she showed me actually what truly matters. And yes, I did go back to work. She did go to nursery. And, but I so struggled because I didn't see her so long. I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't want to see it. Like it's 24 seven. We need a break from each other because we need the space. I get that. But because of my work, I was traveling um, a lot. Sometimes I was out from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. I didn't see her all day. So I had this amazing job and yet I just didn't feel fulfilled at all. Um, and when my when I got pregnant with the second child, I knew I knew at that point something has to change. And I was just eating myself alive. I was de- and with a corporate business, we deal with things sometimes we don't want to deal, but that's that's your job. That's what you have to do. Um, and for, unfortunately, unfortunately, I started to dealing with um, a few suppliers that were just 
not very polite and it just got to me it's like why why do I do that even my husband was very much like when one day I came from work burst into tears and she's like you're five months pregnant you need to do something about it just leave I'm like I can't just leave and for him it was just like yes you can this is your choice and um and that's where I'm like, I decided, okay, I needed, I started to uh, invest in my personal development, what to do next. I bought my first business when I was five months pregnant. And then, um, yeah, didn't go back after maternity leave to my full-time job and just embark on that entrepreneurial journey. So I think it's kind of very often we hit that point. It's like, there's no, look, either I'm just going to drown more or just I'm going to do something about it. And I decided... I mean, thanks God, my husband is amazing and uh, he supported me on the journey. Wow, Monica, that is so amazing what you went through. And you're so right that sometimes um, from the outside, your trappings of success may seem very appealing for others. But internally, yes, uh, from your story, I can really feel the struggle you went through. Also having two daughters myself. And uh, that's that must have been a very tough decision to make. But um, how do you feel now that you've made that decision and you've had that freedom from your corporate job, having your own time? And of course, um, being with your family, having that quality time with them, how does that make you feel? Do you know what? I've never expected that simple things like being able to take my eldest daughter to school and pick her up without having to her go to kids clubs after school this is probably the biggest cherry on the cake for me because I know I can do it if she obviously for the last 12 months we didn't have sports day or anything at school because of the pandemic and everything that's happening but if there's anything she wants to do after school she wants to go to library she wants to go there or can we do this it's like yeah sure um uh, yeah it's just uh, if little one, we're having a little, uh, let's say, it's in lovely weather, let's have a picnic outside instead of dinner inside. And it's like, okay, we'll pick little one from nursery earlier. It's not an issue. I don't need to ask someone. I just have to plan my day the way I want. Um, so it's just so, the little things now make such a difference. And being able to put them to bed, for me, the bedtime stories for my kids is cherished time. That, you know, I might get I emotional love it. about it. It's just, I know at some point they won't want me to read their books, but yeah. at the moment it's those little things that I know I can put them to bed and I know we can, we can just, just enjoy the time. Yes, I still work. Yes, they still go to nursery and school, but it's different. It's totally different. Well, your definition of success, I'm sure resonates with um, many entrepreneurs and mothers out there. And it's true that that's how you measure what true blessings are all about, uh, having both personal and professional fulfillment. And uh, you make us feel that this is uh, a great perspective to have, because, of course, not everything is all about financial success, but Having it all is actually possible as you have proved. But I would also like to ask you now, having two kids and now with your wonderful business, definitely you have your own time, but do you get those moments when you feel overwhelmed with your schedule? If you have an influx of clients or so many new projects coming up, can you describe what that feeling is like and how do you overcome it when you feel this sense of overwhelm? 
Yeah, I, I don't think that something's going to ever go away. There's, there's probably once we hit certain level, there is another level of overwhelm coming and there is different things to deal with. So hence the reason I cherish constant personal development and I cherish having a mentor myself. I don't see myself not having someone who I can aspire and, and actually I can ask for advice and I can ask for support. So that helps me. But I think for me, sometimes when I hit that point um, where I kind of on the fifth, sixth gear and going, going, and, and there is a launch and there is a new program coming, it's all exciting. It's all amazing. But yes, sometimes it's like, oh my God, I forgot about this. Oh my God. It's just like, oh, there's too much going on. There are those moments. And for me, the best thing to do, and I know everyone's got their own things to do. I need to switch off from it. I need to have a day where I'll actually don't do anything on my laptop work-wise. I'm not on social media. And it is possible, I know for some people, even though I, I help people with social media, it is possible to be off social media for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I just need to have a breathing space. Um, I would start my day with going for a run. That is how I get my energy. And, and usually during the run, and it's amazingly, that, that's where I get more ideas. That's where I get more creative. Um, and simple thing as just, step back and just have a just a, don't spend time with people who don't talk about business spend time with people who doesn't have a clue what you do uh, with kids and it just brings me back the next day I wake up with a completely different mind in terms of okay right I'm back that's what I need to do that's what I need to do and sometimes it is about letting go things um sometimes it is about we, we tend I know we tend to treat our business like a baby, but maybe we shouldn't. The babies grow up. Mm -hmm. We don't want to feed our teenagers milk with the bottle. Mm -hmm. So same with the business. We need to sometimes get help, maybe outsource some services, maybe have someone to do bookkeeping with you. I was at the beginning holding to everything because, oh my God, but what I need to, I will spend time to explain someone, what if they do something wrong? No. <laughs> So is letting things go is is kind of step by step, but yes, it does happen from time to time. I think, and I think it will. <laughs> well, what a healthy way to be able to stop that sense of overwhelm at its tracks, literally by just running, and as you said, being able to delegate, and just thinking ahead so it your schedule doesn't take over you, rather you take full control of your schedule. What a great way and great advice, especially for those entrepreneurs out there who just wanna try and do it all, but then again, it piles up and we're only human and we can't do everything. And that, that uh, strategy of yours where you just reset, clear your mind, at the end of the day, that actually makes us more creative. So that's really wonderful. You know, Monica, it's so inspiring to see that you've made so many great decisions in your life, in your career, and especially with your family. I wonder, though, if you could go back in time, is there actually anything you, any kind of advice you would want to give to your 20-year-old self? Oh, gosh, a list. <laughs> Probably a list. Um, and this is part of actually my vision for the future as well. And because looking back at sort of my teenagers and that sort of 20s, uh, even when I was at uni, I studied marketing 
I do not use anything that I learned at uni now in my work, in, in what I do, anything. So it's kind of, I look back and it's like how many things that as simple as reading books can actually change someone's mindset. And I think, to, I think for me in my 20s, the simple things would be, can you just keep reading books? but not fiction books, just read non-fiction. That will help you develop as simple as that. Um, because as much as we didn't have money, um, but I had actually quite amazing childhood. It was just so carefree. Um, but in my twenties, it was that time when I was kind of deciding what to do. I was at uni and I didn't enjoy it. I just, I didn't enjoy it at all. And, um, and it's that thing is like, it doesn't have to be like that. And it is okay to make a change. If you're not happy, it's up to you to make it. No one else is going to make a decision for us, especially when we hit that adulthood. It's a, it is on us. No one's coming to save us. So you have to make that decision. And my bigger vision for the future is how can I give back? I mean, this is much bigger project, maybe in 10 years time. How can I give back to teenagers? How can I help them on their journey? That's something that maybe they don't get, but they would like to learn about. Um, but that's kind of, you know, bigger projects, something that I see, it's still missing um, in, in many, I don't think there's any schools that actually teach simple things, like even how to manage your money, how to, you know, if you want to have your business, how do you do it? We are being taught how to be an employee. Um, that is very helpful. You're so right. I uh, may I ask how old your kids are, Monica? Uh, six and three. Wow. I can see why you're wanting to have a good and secure future for them and giving them that practical wisdom that you're right. It's a sobering thought. We don't usually get that in university. And I always wow. tell my daughters who are now um, 19 and 18 that, you know, how I wish I was taught financial literacy. Yeah. In my 20s, where, you know, you could have avoided so much pitfalls, financial pitfalls, if you had known exactly in a practical way. And it's so true that, uh, Monica, we have to honor and be aware of our emotions. If at any point in time, especially when, that, when we're that young and we have so many opportunities open to us, we should honor that and say, okay, I'm not happy with this pathway. I need to make yeah. a change. And you have to have the courage to do that. And I can say to our friends out there that Monica is one of those people who can definitely help and teach you because definitely you're the one who can recognize and encourage us, especially teenagers who can sometimes feel that sense of dread that maybe if they didn't pursue a university education, they may not have the same opportunities, but that's definitely not the case as you so rightly put out there. And um, well, whether teenager, whether university student, whether adult entrepreneurs, we're still always having that difficulty in balancing our schedule and losing sleep. You know, nowadays, a lot of entrepreneurs wear it as a badge of honor to have only five hours sleep and saying that they just work, 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 work. But what do you think, Monica? Do you have a technique in making the most out of your day? This is such an amazing question. I so agree. I think the hustle culture just has to go away because this is not something that we should wear a badge of honor <laughs> with. And, um, and especially having kids and trying to get through the first few years of sleepless nights. Now, this is justified because it's a little kids. But then when it's your own choice, 
it's just not necessarily healthy for long term, but also everything else is affected, your physical thinking, your creativity, everything. And um, not to mention the energy um, as well. But for me, it's all about going back to basics. I like simple things. I do not like to complicate things. I do have physical diary. <laughs> And I use my highlighters and, and as simple as I basically schedule my calendar, my week like a pro. And I had to learn that having little kids running a business at some point, I had more than one business. So it, it was it was hectic. But I actually schedule what I call white time. So where is nothing scheduled? There is just that overflow of things. There is like, oh, I haven't done this because things will happen. We'll get that email that we didn't expect we have to deal with. We'll get that phone call. Oh, we have to pick our kids from school earlier because maybe they're poorly. So we're with them. Um, so there are things that will happen. But for me, definitely mastering the schedule and a diary. It's a very, very important skill, especially being an entrepreneur because no one else is going to manage it for me. No one's going to clock me into work and, you know, clock me out and still pay me the same amount of money. It is about being mindful of where is your time in the morning, where's time with kids, where you're working, what you're doing, what projects you're doing. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs don't even schedule content creation for their social media. This all should be scheduled in your diary. And that has been godsend for me. Don't get me wrong, there are weeks sometimes things will go pear-shaped because things happen that I even didn't expect. But that's okay. If it's a one, two things, I still can manage it. But managing the diary is the biggest thing that has helped me definitely. And having a boundaries, healthy boundaries. I think at the beginning of journey and whoever listening to it and is entrepreneurs in the first year or two, we don't have to say yes to everything. We just need to start saying, this is not for me, or I can't do it. I, I can do it, but it will be next month. We need to start learning to do that because otherwise it will just go out of control. Yes. And it has happened to many people. Thank you yes. for telling us, oh, giving us a general vision of what a scheduling pro is like. You know, sometimes when you think of a pro it's like they have all the digital gadgets they do everything and uh, they get so overwhelmed but actually yeah just have a highlighter have a diary have a list I love your concept of white time I love even the, the sound of it just clarity white how beautiful is that just to clear our mind with with something that's just um totally nothing that we don't really have to pile up Yes. and learn to have our boundaries too. Yes, you're right. You know, as women, we love to say yes. Our nurturing nature <laughs> causes us to keep saying yes and to please everyone. But no, um, at the end of the day, we don't give ourselves that quality rest wherein we're actually having more energy for everyone and everything. So yeah. yes, that's definitely great techniques we've learned. And um, wow, Monica, we really learn so much from you. And again, I love to always wrap up with the three strategies from you. So with sleeping and taking charge of our schedule, I can say number one is to have that white noise in between or that transition time. Definitely before bedtime would be a very good time to do it. Maybe an hour or two hours before, just close all your 
gadgets, stop your screen time, read a bedtime story if you have kids, do something that's relaxing for yourself. It's a gift, it's a luxury that you can give to yourself that white time. And also secondly, recognize that we don't have to be overwhelmed. We don't have to just sleep five hours. Sleep is a gift and a luxury we can give to ourselves. And even studies have shown that we become more alert and productive as a result of it. And then thirdly, we learned from you is to be grateful for what we have. Sometimes we just, you know, run on autopilot thinking that, okay, this is the version of success that everyone thinks. But how about my personal self? Am I happy? Am I grateful? And if we honor that, we can sleep more peacefully at night. So Monica, thank you so much. In such a short span of time, we've learned so much from you. And I'm sure many listeners would also want to contact you after this to get more additional tips. How, how can they possibly get in touch with you if they want to know more? <laughs> Well, first of all, it's been an absolute pleasure to be here and share some, some tips with everyone. But I'm on social media under Monica Todd, M-O-N-I-K-A, because um, it's a Polish name. Um, so uh, I'm, I do have, if someone actually wants to learn smart social media techniques, I do have my hub, which is a group community on a Facebook that's called the Online Marketing Lounge but it can be found through my profile. So if you connect with me either on Facebook or Instagram uh, under Monica Todd, then I am there. But if you have specific website or monicatodd.com, it's everything on the monicatodd.com. So it's very easy to, to find me. I love it. I mean, the online marketing lounge, it is so huge. <laughs> <laughs> that just tells us everything about you, that we can be productive, we can be successful, and we can also relax and have family time and a great sleep. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. We really enjoyed. I, I learned so much from you. I'm going to apply a lot of the things that you've taught me. Thank you so, so much. And uh, keep enjoying time with your family. Hope to Thank chat you again much. next time. Love Thank having you. you.